0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Is Bitcoin a fraud? Well, Jamie Dimon, the chief executive of J.P. Morgan Chase, certainly thinks it is. His comments last week caused the value of the currency to fall sharply. Well, to discuss those comments, I'm joined now by Laura Noonan, our investment banking correspondent, and Isabella Kaminska, a blogger on FT Alphaville. Let's just start by hearing what Jamie Dimon had to say at a conference a few days ago. Why is
1: Bitcoin a fraud? Yeah, so separate blockchain, which is a technology from Bitcoin, the currency. And now there are multiple currencies. And, and, uh, and so I'm talking about not Bitcoin per se, I'm talking about currencies. You know, the first, and the reason, and by I'm not saying go short, because I know Jim Chalice was up earlier. You know, Bitcoin can tell $100,000 of Bitcoin before it goes down. So there's not a, a advice on what you do. My daughter bought some Bitcoin and it went up and she thinks she's a genius now, But uh, <laughs> uh, but, It's, I I did refer to it as like the tulip bulb crisis of the 1700s or whatever, but here's the reason. Governments, the first thing they do is form a currency. They like to control the currency. They control it through a central bank. They also like to know who has it, where it is, where it's going. Okay? And you just saw China just is closing down the Bitcoin exchanges. And all I ever said is that at Bitcoin, the bigger these things get, the more governments right now they look at it as a novelty. You know, they love in, in, in Washington, they talk about oh, this you know, technology, we love technology. Wait until someone gets hurt, wait until it's used for illicit purposes, which it is somewhat used for illicit purposes. They close it down. And that's my point. So it's not, you can argue there's, and I also think there's a good reason for it. If you were doing, if you are in Venezuela or Ecuador or North Korea, you're better off probably using Bitcoin than using their currency. That can't possibly be true in the United States unless you're speculating. And that isn't a reason to say something has value. Because other people are going to speculate. That's Tulip. And that's what I was saying. So I, I don't think... And also, like I said, the, the other reason to closed down is because it's used for illicit purposes. And so it's just not a real thing. And eventually, it'll be, it'll be the emperor without right. clothes.
0: So, Izzy, you are a world authority on Bitcoin, I think it's fair to say. Um, you've written extensively on it, researched it. Do you agree with Jamie Dimon?
2: I think... Personally, and when you say I'm a world authority, it really depends who you speak to. Um, There's an entire cabal of Bitcoiners who think I'm an utter idiot on it. But um, I would agree with Jamie. I think uh, for sure he's absolutely right about the regulatory intervention risk, about the idea that these currencies are immune from government intervention. Um, He's absolutely right. Where um, I differ with him is that he still differentiates between Bitcoin, the currency, and the technology, the blockchain technology. And I'm more cynical skeptical about that part of it because actually if you look at bitcoin it is innovative and the key bit about bitcoin's innovation is this concept of the proof of work function and all the blockchain ventures that are being invested in by the banks they all strip that out on the basis that they don't need it because they're regulated institutions but once you strip that out you then have to wonder is there really anything innovative left apart from synchronizing databases which is less sexy basically
0: (laughs) um talking about central banks' role in this, some central banks have actually embraced the whole idea, haven't they, and are, including the Bank of England, but some Scandinavian central banks, they're trying to kind of hedge their bets on the future of cryptocurrencies. How do you see that playing out?
2: You know, my perspective is, is that central banks can't be seen to be close-minded to innovation. So it's very sexy now doing consultations about blockchain or cryptocurrency. And yes, they've been researching it. As yet, I haven't seen any definitive findings that definitely say that blockchain is going to be superior to the current systems we have. To the contrary, a lot of the reports that are coming out of the central banks show that there are major trade-offs. And it's a bit of a naive assumption that blockchain can be a panacea to all the problems we have with settlement
3: today.
0: Okay. Laura, maybe put Jamie's outburst on Bitcoin into a bit of context for us.
3: Yes, I guess the first thing to say is this isn't the first time Jamie has hit out on Bitcoin. This obviously had a big impact on the price of Bitcoin last week, but Jamie has been warning about the dangers of Bitcoin for quite some time. In December, he said that he thought Bitcoin was going nowhere, but that he could be dead wrong. In fact, he turned out to be dead wrong. The value has increased more than sixfold since then, which probably explains why in his comments last week he said even though he thought Bitcoin was ultimately going to implode, he would not at this stage try to short it because it could go far, far higher before it does. So he has been a long-term sceptic around Bitcoin. And um, the other interesting kind of nugget from history is that JP Morgan did try to create something that looks a lot similar back in 2013. They filed a patent for what they said was a new paradigm for effectuating electronic payments. And this was going to facilitate payments in much the same way as Bitcoin does. They haven't managed to actually get that patent approved despite 175 different attempts and modifications of it. The other thing is that if you think about a bank the size of JP Morgan Chase, on the investment bank side, they do have a lot of relationships with the Bitcoin industry and with people who trade it. So there was a story out, I think, earlier this week about the fact that despite Jamie Dimon saying Bitcoin is effectively fraud, JP Morgan Chase does continue to trade Bitcoin on behalf of its own clients who are looking to trade Bitcoin.
0: So, Izzy, just to bring you in on a final concluding note on this, is this an inconsistent approach for Jamie Dimon to take then?
2: Certainly, I think the biggest hypocrisy, if there is one, is, you know, it's a executive of a money creation entity that is moaning about money creation elsewhere. But fundamentally, yes, there are other conflicts. For sure, they bank Bitcoin companies. But the difference is that, you know, when you're banking Bitcoin companies, you're doing it within a regulatory context. And one of the problems Bitcoin companies are having is that all that regulation is preventing their key customers, the dark markets from using their services. And it turns out that when you can't service those clients, there isn't all that much of an advantage to using Bitcoin other than speculation. And on the speculation point, yes, you know, some people are very puristic about it. If it goes up, that suggests it's a success. But from a currency perspective, this sort of volatility that we're seeing in Bitcoin and this rampant appreciation, it makes it increasingly less useful as a currency. And that shouldn't be forgotten about
0: the tulip analogy is quite accurate in that sense isn't it very good thank you very much well that was a segment from the ft's banking weekly podcast which goes out every tuesday and is available from all the usual podcast apps
1: Care to join us? Learn how at bellencat.com.